What is up, podcast listeners? Neil here for another episode of the Remote Local Podcast. So I spent over $50,000 on business coaching for my home service business. And I'm going to explain to you on this podcast exactly what I learned from that and what you could take into your own business. So let's dive into it. So I had a variety of different coaches over a number of years to teach me about different aspects of business uh, as it relates to operations, marketing, finances, anything. I think coaching is one of the best investments you can make because if you pay for someone else's experience, you could just go faster, just way faster and way further in your business by just paying for someone else to teach you what they've already learned and uh, just leapfrog the competition, really. So there's a few things which have really stuck out to me in coaching, which I've implemented into made this, and hopefully you're going to get some value from this as well. So number one thing I have figured out is how to be a planner. So planning your financial budget and removing emotion from it. What I mean by that is when you start a business um, and you're making you're making a lot of the different decisions, a lot of them are going to be reactive. Like, oh my God, we don't have enough sales today. Let me quickly get in and do X, Y, and Z and get more marketing in, get more sales in, and that's it. It's very reactive. Instead, what helps you maintain emotion and stay the course is actually planning ahead of time. What I mean by that is create a super simple financial model. Um, if you plan exactly how much you intend to spend on marketing, and you had it planned out for, hey, if I hit X, Y, and Z, I'm going to be profitable for the year. That's fantastic. Because let's say you look at your bank statement and say, oh my God, I spent $7,000 last month on marketing. What am I doing? Let me cut, cut, cut. But the reality is you already have this budgeted in your spreadsheet. You know, as long as you stick with it, it's fine. It removes emotions from the day-to-day and lets you feel a little bit more calm and secure going forward. So one thing I would recommend to figure out your financial goals for this financial budget is the EOS implementation system. EOS is an entrepreneur operating system. It's something I teach the franchisees of how they could run it in their own business in terms of meeting flow, in terms of actually planning what they're going to do. So how this works is you start with a 10-year goal, right? And you think, hey, in 10 years, I want this amount of money and this amount of customers. Make it make it a big goal. Next, you kind of think, okay, what do I need? where do I need to be within the next three years to hit that 10-year goal? And think again, monetarily, number of customers, whatever you need to do. After that, think, okay, where do I need to be in the next one year, by the end of one year, to hit that three-year goal? Right? It's going to be a little bit vague, but a little bit more on target um, types of metrics at this point. After that, you're going to get down to quarterly, saying, hey, if, what do I need to hit every quarter to hit that one-year goal? Next, of course, you could plan daily. What do you want to need to do daily to hit that quarterly goal? As long as you have this kind of mapped out in your head, so when you come up with a financial plan for the year, you just think, okay, how much do I need to spend on, let's say, marketing to hit this quarterly goal? And that's how you're going to plan accordingly and remove emotion from the equation. So that's something it took me a while to learn, still evolving in that, but something I would highly recommend everyone do, no matter how small your business is. Next uh, tip from my business coaching lessons is know your key performance indicators cold. You've got to know your KPIs. What these are, are the metrics that drive your business. So you're going to have benchmarks according to your industry. For example, major drivers for us, how many phone leads did we get? How many bookings did we get from that? Meaning how, what's the close rate from that? What percent of those bookings are recurring? Um, next, we need to think about how do we onboard labor, right? Um, what percent of workers showed up for their second round interview for the candidates? Uh, other metrics for marketing, how many Google reviews did we get this month? right? Um, what's the repeat customer rate? If we track these main metrics for our business, because we know our type of business, then we know how we're benchmarking. For example, you could be frantic and saying the business is not going great. But if you look at your metrics and you're on track, that's fantastic. It also makes it stupidly easy to troubleshoot what's wrong. For example, if I see we have 
our benchmark of phone leads, but then our close rate is only 30%. I could say, okay, I know this is going to be a problem next week when booking rates are, when revenue is going to go down. The problem is sales. Then I would just dive into sales, right? So it makes it so easy to troubleshoot what's actually happening. Another thing I would recommend everyone do is figuring out how much your time is actually worth. At the beginning, I was spending so much time just doing random admin tasks, paint cleaners, um, you know, just posting stuff online, which wasn't really worthwhile for my time. So one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from a business coach was, if you could spend three hours per day on strategy and working on your business, you're going to be light years ahead of your competition. And that's literally just three hours a day working on your business. So why I recommend time block in the morning, let's say 8 to 11, just work on your business. Don't work on sending off payments or just doing admin stuff. Just try to work on your business. What that means is like building systems, um, working heavier on marketing to actually build systems so it could actually run without you. That's what working on your business means. So if you think about anything which you could outsource for like, let's say $10 an hour and you have your value of time and you say, well, my time's at least worth $20 an hour, then outsource that task. For example, I kept market or I kept accounting on, on my plate for way too long. In reality, I hated marketing or I hated accounting. I didn't really want to do it. So the second I paid someone $15 an hour to get this done, I felt so much better. Uh, and it was really quick for me to do. Maybe it took the person twice the amount of time I would have taken to do. But now we could focus on $50 an hour task, $100 an hour task, things like that, which actually make a bigger impact as opposed to just working in the business. Um, the way I think about that is um, every morning I think, can I eliminate this? Can I automate this? Or can I delegate this? That's it. So I literally in my calendar have 9 to 10, 10 a.m. It's just working on leverage activities. What can I do to systemize the business more? What can I do to automate or delegate things more? So every single day I think about that. That's the first thing I work on. Next uh, piece of advice from the business coach, who I think would go a long way, is to focus on the big levers in your business. 80-20. Um, the reality is there's probably 20% of your efforts that will result in 80% of the results. For example, um, right now I've realized that our re, uh, repeat customer booking rate is very low. Right, it's not as high as it should be, and I know that if I can increase that simply from like 1.5 to 2.5, this is going to mean X amount of dollars in revenue, way more. So if I say, well, I'm just going to focus all my attention on that, I know there's other fires happening. I know there's other things I can do better, but this one thing, if I solve this, is going to have the max impact. That's where I'm going to devote most of my most of my time to. So just sitting back and understanding, hey, there's an unlimited task list of things you can do, and maybe eventually should do. But not all of them are made equal. Figure out what's actually going to be the biggest driver of your business. Knock that out first and only then go to the next buyers down the list. Um, those are the biggest impacts uh, I have got from business coaching. And the last one I forgot to mention over here, um, your business will only grow as far as you, right? So the more you invest into yourself, the further your business is going to go. The reason is because I've often found that there's a cap. If the leader sucks in that business, it's not going to go very far. If they do, then they're going to kind of regress back to the mean. A lot of businesses' capabilities have to do with how much the leader invests in themselves, both to become a better manager, better leader, better delegator, whatever your skill set is, whatever your superpower is. I've always noticed a business will only grow as far as the leader. What that means is you don't want yourself to be the bottleneck. Invest in yourself. Go get coaching. Read books. Just try to make yourself a better person, and I guarantee there will be a direct correlation with your business as well. So hopefully you got some value from this. Uh, again, I spent $50,000 on coaching, so you don't have to. These are the main insights I got. So just implement some of these and I guarantee you're going to have a rocket ship of a year.
Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with May This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.